it didn't feel good. I was hitting those numbers and I thought in my mind that it'd feel so good to be able to see those again, lower than I was when I entered college. Like, wow, I've been trying to do this by cutting calories, exercising more. And then I realized that that's literally when I felt the worst. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. With this episode, we are going to take it a little bit behind the scenes. This is the type of episode that we usually do over on Patreon, but we were talking to our friend Sarah and she said, you know, I think a lot of people would just love more episodes where you guys are just being yourselves and talking about the things that you're going through and not every episode has to have an expert on. So we would love to hear at the end of this what you thought about this episode, but we're just going to go through some things that we've been going through in our lives. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is I'm in a season it's March when we're recording this, where Drew has a lot of asks. And it is, all of my friends are like, he has a better social life than any of the rest of us. And we know Drew is a very social person. Like it fills his cup up to be in community with other people. He's always been this way, way before we had kids. So I know this about Drew. And as the person on the other side of the relationship, it is hard because it is hard not to just look at it as more demand on you. So like I'm often with my kids, just one on three. And every time he asks for more, I just kind of see it as asking for more. And it's been really hard for me because it's hard to change my mindset around that, even though I'm not in the season where I feel like I'm constantly trying to keep my head above water. Like when the kids were younger, it felt like that. Like I was like doggy paddling and like just trying to stay above water. It doesn't feel like that anymore. And I still see the demand in bright lights when he asks me for something and he knows that and I know that and it's just a hard thing that we deal with. And so it's interesting because Abby tends to be on the other side of the relationship as a person that also really finds value in doing things outside of the house, outside of the family. Yeah, and I think the key is is to make it a balance. And the reason I say this is because I know a lot of you are like, why doesn't my husband have more real life friends? Because I think about that about Colin. I'm like, I wish he had more real life friends. I wish he would like hang out with people more. Like, go, go do those things. Like, you want to go pheasant hunting? Yes, go do that. But then when it gets to be too much, like, whoa, hold on a minute here. <laughs> like, we got to find a balance because it is exactly as Amy said. Every request to go do something for yourself is a request for the other person as well. And it's not a tit for tat situation. It's not scorekeeping. Everyone wants their cups filled, but it's also making sure that the other person feels just as equally on board with that request. Well, it's interesting too, because even when you were talking, it's like whatever our personality is and our preferences are, we kind of put that on our partner. So we're like, why don't you want to be, I'm kind of a homebody. I do like going out and doing things, but I don't like too much of it. 
I really don't. So I put that on to Drew and I'm like, why don't you like to be here more? And he's like, why can't we do more things? And so it's just interesting too, because some of us are more recharged if we do like balance to you looks different than balance to me. And so that's also interesting. So it is, I do want to be really supportive of Drew and like what makes him feel the best. And I do want him to see how it impacts the rest of the family, which I do know from research is that sometimes men have a harder time seeing that than women do. So Drew has a weekly commitment all year round. Right now it's basketball on Tuesdays. Um, It can be softball. If he doesn't have either of those two seasons going on, he'll do golf once a week. Like he's very good at having a weekly commitment. And that's never something that I've been good at. So I don't have a sport on a certain night. And so what happens to me is I'll just forget to plan something for myself. And then I really get into a rut of like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything this month with my friends. And that's not the type of life I want for myself either. So looking ahead, making plans, making sure you put yourself on the schedule. You know, Abby and I are about to join a book club that's local in Wanakee. We also have, we're actually doubling up reading the same book inside of our Herself book club. But we're starting to look at things where they're more planned. I do have that push to do things outside of the house because for me, I kind of need that. Well, and I like the schedule. Everyone knows I like the schedule, period. But I like the schedule because it makes you commit to it too. And it makes your partner, whoever's watching your kids, also commit to it, whether it's a sitter or your partner or you're bringing your parents in, whoever it is. Because when it's on the calendar, it's you're much less likely to get to that day and be like, ah. I guess I'm not going to do it. So I just think it's a really good encouragement to women. If you aren't scheduling things for yourself, like look three weeks ahead, look six weeks ahead, grab a friend and do something together. Maybe it's a random night out. Maybe it's just getting coffee. Maybe it's going for a walk, but putting on the calendar, I feel can be so nice. One thing that I've noticed with this though, is that when I put too many things on Colin's calendar at one time, it does not go well. And we have the same experience in our house. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is my March and April plans. I know all my March and April plans. I'm going to send them all to Colin. So all of a sudden, one day, he got like four plans for the next eight weeks. And he looked at it as, oh my gosh, I have four nights, four or five nights, whatever it is, that I'm on my own on top of his busiest day that he had had, on top of a really long um, stretch of traveling, on top of all these things. So it came at the exact wrong time. And in my mind, I'm doing him the biggest favor. I would love if someone could just like give me the heads up. But to him, it was like the absolute worst possible thing. He instead was like, hey, Abby, instead it'd be great to like sit down and talk about it together, go through each of them one by one, figure out if I'm doing anything the day before, the day of. And so we had a little bit of a tip on that one. Well, it's interesting too, because... I mean, obviously everyone knows I love Colin, you know, no shade, but like if you were to have taken that B approach, would he have liked that? And the reason I say that is because I'm the same as him. Like I get very overwhelmed. Drew does the calendar pinging thing too. I'll open my email and I have like six things from Drew. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But then also when he sits down with me and he's like, I want to do this and this and this and this. I also like add up. (laughs) Yeah. So like, and Drew calls me out on that too. He's like, well, it's hard to catch you at a good time to ask you to do things because there, it doesn't seem like there's a good time. And in my mind, I'm like, if there is that many asks, you're right. Like it 
there doesn't feel like a good time to ask for that many things because we both, Drew and I both feel demanded in our parenting. And then Drew, like I said, he already has a once a week thing, standing thing all year round. So then in March, he's asking to go to all these basketball games and it does, it gets overwhelming for me. Yeah. Especially a weekly task item, anything on top of that. It's like, wait, hold on a minute. Like I'm not even doing the weekly type of thing. So anything on top of that seems like so much. And one thing that Drew and I have been working through too is this idea of when you're a parent, all of us have to make sacrifices. That's just the name of the game. And so he historically has always taken off for the first weekend of March Madness. That Thursday, Friday, he takes completely off. If you're a fan, you know, it literally goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even a couple playing games on Wednesday. I'm not sure. Don't cancel us if I got the March Madness schedule wrong. But that also overlaps with Max's spring break. And so it was really important to us. We're both working parents to try to have a few fun things for Max to do during his spring break. You know, other kids are probably going on vacation, probably have the whole week off. So we did want to make a couple special things. And so one of them is we're going to go to the Dells. But it was really hard for Drew to commit to that at first because he like Sunday is a full slate of basketball games. And so I just said, like, another way to look at this, babe, is that you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that you're watching games like Sunday. I really wanted it to be a family day. I'm really excited for these plans. And so he did come my way on that. But that's also, I think, a hard thing sometimes for people to see how it impacts the family's plans and that he does have to be a little bit flexible. He can't have it the way he had it when he was young, you know, and, and for me, I don't really feel bad because he's already taking Thursday, Friday, completely off of work to himself. Those are days for just Drew Kiefer. And Saturday, I know that, you know, it's going to be on all day. I'm fine with that. I love basketball, actually. You know, funny, funny enough, I'm a huge basketball fan, but this gets excessive. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot. That's a lot. And then so Sunday to ask him to, you know, be present with our family, I felt like was fair. And he can catch the highlights. And that's kind of the name of the game. Well, and hopefully any man or woman who loves March Madness can come into that Sunday or that Monday, whatever family event, fully rejuvenated, feeling like their cup is full after having a lot of fun doing a lot of stuff on their own. Yeah, kind of with the scheduling thing, our biggest our biggest thing right now is that when, and I do the same thing, when I'm really stressed, I will forget Colin has those two things going on right now. When he's really stressed, he will also forget some stuff. And the last several months have been super stressful for Colin. And so having things on the calendar and having things go according to plan, that's just, I I would love that to happen all the time. I realize that it's not going to be perfectly all the time, but anything we can do in the future to just like prevent big things from happening, I'm always on board for. Lately, there's been a lot of consequences that have been happening that have all fallen on my shoulders because of things that that Colin has forgotten because he's stressed because there's a lot going on. But it's like little things and then really big things. Little things like forgetting to feed our dog to big things like forgetting to get a sitter for our children when we're gone overnight. And I know that it's so hard because the therapists that are on, the experts that are on, be like, if if he or she drops the ball, let him or her pick it up. But it's really hard sometimes when they're out of town or when they actually can't do it. Mm-hmm. Then it's up to me. I'm like, well, I can either not go to these events or I can pick up the ball right now. So I just feel like there's just been a lot of 
life changes that have been thrown at me that I've had to pivot on the ball of my feet, whatever you want to say, whatever that word is. What is that line? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of our our editor right now, Crystal, pivot ball change, doing those little pivots. And that's not my forte. I'm trying so hard, but it's just a lot of stress on the other person as well. You are not great at pivoting and that's part of your personality. That's part of who you are. And he also has been like not great at scheduling and he's been dropping a lot of balls. And I feel like there's somewhere in the middle that needs to happen because it's not fair that he's just like, oh, I dropped the ball. And like, and we talked about this in one episode is that then you save him a lot and his mom saves him a lot. So when does Colin have to save himself? You know, and how are, how are we going to learn if we don't figure it out? I relate to Kellen. I also mix up my schedule. I forget things, but I very much have to figure it out, you know, and Andrew always laughs. He's like, ah, it always works out for you. Like you always figure something out because I do do that. So it's interesting too, because it's like, if Abby's able to figure it out, why couldn't Colin figure it out? In, in some of these circumstances, we love our husbands. So it's not like we're like, oh, sink or swim, sucker. Like, good luck. The ball's on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not throwing you a life raft. But it is the fact of like, true is like, you're an adult. You're an adult. So sometimes you have to figure this out because you put yourself in this position where you double booked us. And we all know in motherhood, especially when becoming mothers, there's things that change all the time. Like Mm -hmm. it's very hard, but it's when you can make a plan and kind of stick to it, it just makes things go easier. And right now we're in a season where we're trying to make things less stressful on our family as a whole. And I'm like, hey, a really good way would be to make a commitment and then stick to it. I feel as though he needs a checklist that says when we schedule a date and then have the four things that need to be done. We need a babysitter. We need someone to let Maya out if it be different. You know what I mean? Because it seems like this, he has been forgetting that you guys have a dog that needs to be cared for. Well, Maya is new to your family, so we can expect that for a, a little bit of time. But now it's gotten to the point of we need a system because this isn't working because Maya always gets forgotten. Yeah. So if anybody has, I mean, we could just create a Google note with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, but if anybody has a good system, always send it our way because Amy and I get in these microphones knowing that we don't have everything figured out and are always open for new systems. Well, it'd be interesting if you guys had a shared note in your phone and then you send it to them. Yes. I don't have like a checklist with it though. And that's the kind yeah. of thing that I'm you liking. Can do I, you can do the checklist. So I'm like, we have know, a shared note. Millennials. Let's, add, let's add some checklist to it. You guys are figuring out our... our our whole strategy just as you listen here. But yes, that's like the biggest things that are going on. We love our husbands so much. And we also know that a lot of other people are dealing with these same type of stressors and they just don't talk about it. So that's why Amy and I get to these microphones and we want to talk about the things that that are hard. It's also really helpful. And we've said this a bunch of times before. We'll have Colin and Drew back on soon. But the fact that Drew and Abby are more alike and Colin and I are more alike is really helpful to creating content and talking through these things because we're not dumping on one type of person. We can understand that some of us just have been more forgetful humans and we're still thriving in our careers, you know, so... 
A quick break from our sponsor, Viori. By now, you guys know I'm absolutely obsessed with this brand, and I know that it is worth the splurge. My favorite thing that I own is the Halo Performance Hoodie 2.0. I have it in multiple colors, and I'm always, always pulling for this and wearing it. And until you feel the fabric, you just don't understand why everyone loves this brand so much. But once you get that baby in your hands, you're going to understand it too. So the Halo Performance hoodie, it lasts wash after wash. I've talked to so many people that have had their Viori for years and they still grab for it all the time. If you head over to vioriclothing.com, you can click on their best sellers list and almost every single thing on there I have in a door. So you really can't go wrong whether you're looking for joggers, leggings, my halo hoodie, or shorts. It's a great time of year to buy this amazing looking athletic cure that is oh so comfortable. So if you go to vioriclothing.com backslash herself, you can get 20% off your first order. Viori is V-U-O-R-I clothing.com backslash herself for 20% off. And we cannot wait to see what you get. And now back to our show. The next thing that we wanted to talk about was health. If you go back to episode 143, you can hear my story about navigating weight changes, respecting my body. It it has just been a complete journey because now this is year two. And so I've just had some revelations, things I've learned along the way. And Abby has also been going through health stuff. So for the next little bit, we're going to talk about this. The reason we decided to even include this in this episode is because we know so many people that are going through similar health things as we are. And so we know we're not alone. We know that people sometimes don't talk about this stuff and you can feel like you're the only one that's going through something. So we thought it would be really interesting to just bring this into the conversation. So number one is just going on this journey of understanding that all of our bodies are so different. And so many of you know, Abby and I are very, very close now. You know, that's one funny thing that's been coming up in person when people have been talking to me lately. They're like, I feel like you guys have been best friends your whole life. And that, I mean, it's just not true. The beginning of this podcast was the beginning of our friendship. And I would say, you know, a year, a year and a half in is when we really got close But this idea that at the same time where I had gained weight, in Abby's health issues, she was losing weight. And so she was just at this place where it was, I was looking at her and she was so thin and I was at a heavier end than I had been at. And this idea that I couldn't compare myself to Abby. But sometimes it's right in your face. It's like you're not even comparing. We're at Madewell and Abby is trying on sizes that I have literally never been in my whole life, even when I was like a young girl. I've essentially been the same size since seventh grade. I've never been that size. And so in my head, I honestly have to give myself a pep talk of like, we are all created so differently and it makes no sense to just get down on ourselves, compare ourselves. We all just have different bodies. 
I was telling Abby when I was at her son's birthday party and I was catching up with her mom and her aunt and they're literally like half my size. They're very petite women, very short women. And here I am, you know, which five, eight is not even that tall, but in Abby's family, I mean, I'm five, four and the <laughs> tallest woman, I'm telling the most men in my family. So yes. <laughs> yes. Like I think I'm taller than your dad. Yeah. And so I, it was just another reminder for me of like, we just genetically have very different bodies. We have, we're just very different. And so when you're going through something like you've gained weight or, you know, Abby's going to talk in a little bit here, but she was losing weight, but she was often in tears about how her body felt like that's not what she wanted to be happening. She felt awful. She felt tired all the time, you know, so just this idea of weight is visible to the outside world. And so sometimes you would be getting complimented for your weight loss and you were at like the lowest point in your health. It's just really interesting to look at it that way. Um, So anyways, going back to my health journey lately, I have just been feeling so well. I have a couple of different tools now. I got the aura ring, which I have just been loving because you can see how well you're sleeping. You can see your body's readiness. You can see all of this data. And my aura ring is essentially like, you are a very healthy person. Like I'm like off the charts in sleep and activity and everything. And so even though I still weigh more than I have for a lot of my life, I have all of this proof of how healthy I am, including how well I feel. And so I know that, especially women our age, I think that weight is something that is so, so hard. And we both totally understand that. But it really is only one piece of data. And so if you can look at other things on your health journey, I think it's just so important to not get hyper fixated on this one thing, especially if you know you're treating your body in a way that is serving it. So that's been really interesting and I'll update you guys more when I know more. I'm still getting like labs drawn and things like that because some of my labs are not optimal, but I feel so well. So it's one of those things where I really think of, am I going to spend my whole life wanting to lose five or 10 pounds and be hyper fixated on weight? Because to be honest, there was a period where I was when I had noticed, I didn't even know I had gained weight as the story goes. <laughs> and then I saw it and I couldn't unsee it. And now, you know, I am down a bit, but I'm just not willing to make that the main character of my life. Five or 10 pounds, I'm not going to spend my whole life so focused on that. I'm going to learn to love my body, appreciate my body. I know love can be a a way far away goal for some people. So just to appreciate your body and to see what it's doing for you. And I don't know, allow yourself to evolve is just one way that I have been looking at it. Mm -hmm. I love how you said that. And Carl Lowenthal does some really good self-talk on body image and just that neutral position of instead of Mm -hmm. I love my thighs versus I hate my thighs is I have thighs, like they take me places, I can walk with these thighs and just being real with it. Because as I know, I mean, I had disordered eating forever. So Mm -hmm. when I finally hit that 
that number on the scale that I had been wanting for years, but it was because I was in this spiral of health concerns. It didn't feel good. I was hitting those numbers, and I, I thought in my mind that it'd feel so good to be able to see those again, lower than I was when I entered college. Like, wow, I've been trying to do this by cutting calories, exercising more, and then I realized that that's literally when I felt the worst. And the quantitative data versus the qualitative data of like feeling so terribly in that body is I wished I could have 15 pounds back like in a second. Like, please just put that back on. So it's just hard because that goalpost with weight can move so easily for women. And once you hit that goal, your mind is just fixated sometimes on something else. And it's not the weight that makes you happy. It's like being in that body and appreciating that body and feeling good in that body that really makes you love that current state. Um, yeah, for those of you who haven't been listening, I have hypothyroidism, which then led to Hashimoto's. So uh, it, a lot of triggers can can bring it on. Uh, mine happened because a lot of things happened all out of my control all at once. So we got a Down syndrome diagnosis on top of my job changing, on top of the pandemic happening, on top of people around me getting COVID all in the spring of 2020. I didn't deal with it well. I didn't internalize it. I didn't work through my feelings. I thought that I was, but now that I'm working with a Hashimoto's instructor, I'm learning that a lot of times your health can be in your hands. And one thing with the thyroid is that a lot of times people will think of illness as a way and dis-ease as a way that, yeah, your body is trying to tell you what it's been trying to whisper to you all along that you haven't been listening to. And it's really hard hearing that, knowing that if I would have taken myself seriously all those years ago, I might not be feeling as crappy as I do. And it's, it's up and down. Like some weeks are great. Some weeks aren't as great. But this Hashimoto's instructor, she's just been so neat to listen to because I'm learning so much. And she's pointing out these things that we can control um, and the things that we can't control. And I think so much of us, we focus on these things that we can't control, such as the weather or the traffic. We, we focus on our shoe size or on our body shape. And I know that there's a lot of pushback on that body shape one. And she even said the same thing of like, people will try to go for this body shape. That's just not realistic for them. And they'll try and try to do all these things and our body shape and our shoe size and things like the weather, they're just going to be like, can we change micro things with inside of it? Yes. Can we feel better within that body shape? Yes. But when we're trying to run after something that's not attainable, that's when the triggers can happen. And that's when we can feel really down on ourselves. I mean, like I have larger thighs and smaller boobs, and those have been things that they have irked me for years. And if I focus on those things, I'm always going to be focusing on the fact that I have small boobs. Like my boobs aren't going to get magically bigger unless I get implants, which I would probably die on the operating table from all the health effects that I, health issues that I have. Um, But just knowing that this is my natural figure and then working to make myself feel better in it, that's really the goals. And so what we have control over is our actions. And it's honestly up to each of us to start with that hard thing and do the action before we see the results. And I know that's so hard for women to hear because we want to see the five pounds come off. We want to see our hair growing longer. We want to see that we're looking and feeling more vibrant before doing the thing. And I just would like to invite everyone to join my journey with me too of doing the hard thing, taking those actions, even if you're not seeing results right away, knowing that the continued actions generally do lead to some pretty good results. It's really wild too, because even now, when Abby talks about Hashimoto's and her hypothyroidism, it's like tears instantly come to your eyes. And I remember many times, you know, talking about comparison, many times during the past past two years when 
I've been having a hard time with my weight or something. And you literally with tears in your eyes are like, I wish I could feel like you feel. Yes. When you're like, I'm thriving, like I'm living my best yes. life. Like if I could I literally have feel that like be, I'm living my best. Oh. And like, if I could have that storyline of like, I feel so good. I have so much energy. Like that's, that's all I want is that and longevity. And right now, I mean, reading the measure and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Like I'm reading these books, I'm watching these shows on longevity. And I just keep on thinking like, is this going to take away from quality and quantity of the years that I'm living? Like, am I, have I gotten into something that I can't reverse? Um, and it's scary. And it's something that I think about often. So I'm really trying with my actions to get some stuff figured out here. Right. And that is part of Hashimoto's. And so that's why that's a concern. And that totally makes sense, especially when Colin's been obsessed with cold plunges yep. and... <laughs> So we've been watching Chris Hemsworth with Limitless and he's on his own help journey of trying to help with longevity. And every single time we're like, okay, we got to start using our sauna more. Okay. We got to get a cold, cold <laughs> plunge. Okay. We got to start doing more endurance. Should we start fasting? Should we cut this? Yeah. So it is just something that we're constantly thinking about. Well, it's really interesting too, because I'm like a steady Eddie with health. And I really believe that if you don't have your basics covered, which Abby does, I'm not talking about her, but if you're listening and you're like, oh. I want to do this, this, and this. It's like, honestly, if you're not sleeping enough, just don't forget about anything else. Like that's number one. And then I look to, okay, are we moving our body? And I'm not even talking about you need to have this perfect workout routine. I'm just saying moving your body every day. And then, and then you do start to look at nutrition and like, okay, am I fueling my body for what I'm asking it to do? There's some very like nuts and bolts things before you can move on to the next step. Yeah. A cold plunge isn't going to do anything right. if you're not sleeping well at like, like, right. guys. like or if you're <laughs> drinking every day yes. or doing whatever. You can spend so. thousands of dollars on these things and just doesn't work well. So that's kind of in our 30s, well, getting to their later 30s. It's like women's bodies. And, and I've been talking to a lot of women lately. And after a couple kids, if you have kids, you might go through, it's very common to go through some health things at this stage in life. Like we're very demanded. A lot of us might be you know, in, in a part of our careers, that's really important. Our family life is awesome, but also stressful. You know, your body went through a ton of things to have these kids. You went through postpartum. We all went through a really hard time in history. And, and a lot of people are having impacts on their health and you're not alone and figuring it out can be so difficult. And that's one thing Abby and I know is like, we're so lucky that we have access to doctors and dietitians and we're able to pay sometimes out of pocket for these things. And I just feel like women are on such a goose chase when they have a health problem and it's so unfair and it sucks. Yeah. And then you find the answer and it's just the first step. And then there's so much more after that, but at least finding the answers can give you that first step. Yes. Okay. Well, that was heavy. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> so we want to formally invite you guys to our book club. So this month we're reading The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich, and it's been so good. I'm a few chapters into it right now, and my mind is reeling. I mean, and those of you who have read this book, we're already getting some feedback that it's a thought-provoking book. It's so interesting because it just makes you think about the deeper thought of life overall. And I'm not at the end yet. I know a lot of you aren't at the end yet, but we've been hearing feedback in our Patreon community just about how cool this book is for women who are in their mid-30s, for parents overall. 
And you guys can join us too. So it's pretty easy. We have been mentioning Patreon a little bit throughout this episode and also throughout our podcast. But Patreon is really a way that you can support the podcasters that you love. So every week, Amy and I get on these microphones. We share our hearts. And if you want to support us in even a bigger way, you can join Patreon for just $10 a month. You get access to a free audio every single month that Amy and I record. And also book club now. It's on an app. And we also have a private Facebook group. And it's just been cool to see connections being made within that group. Um, It's more than just an app and some conversations. It's really some close connections that have been being made. After signing up for Patreon, you can grab your book and then just start reading. And the first week in April, we'll meet over Zoom to discuss the book and really life in general. I mean, I think this conversation is going to get pretty deep. We've done book club in the past and we've had some really deep conversations. So, well, I haven't started, which is no shocker, but yeah, I, (laughs) but Lacey's going to bring me my book. But the interesting thing for me is Abby's like kind of told me a little bit of what it's about. And something that people don't know about me is one of the thoughts that goes through my head a lot. And Abby can attest to this is I always say, we're all going to die. And I'm really comfortable with that fact. I've worked in hospice. I've seen a lot of people die, which I know sounds heavy. It is heavy. That is part of life. But that actually really helps me stay present in a way that I'm so thankful for. Because when things come up, it's not that I don't have hard things. And obviously, I feel those feelings when I have them. But those everyday things that don't really matter or, you know, reading mean things about myself, because that happens when you're in this line of work, you just think, okay, I'm, we're all going to die someday. I'm not going to let these little bullies be the thing that like throws me off. It's not worth it. And, you know, the traffic or things like that, it's just not worth it to spend too much of your energy on. So we really have to pick out what are the things that I really care about and what are those things that I'm really going to prioritize during my life. And the idea that, you know, our life is not going to last forever is actually a really helpful thought to my life. We love recording episodes like this. We want to hear if you enjoyed this episode. We can definitely do more of them. One thing we know for sure is that there is an episode like this in Patreon every single month. And then with this added bonus of it being a book club month, it's a phenomenal time to join Patreon. So we will put the link in our show notes. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash herself podcast too and we can't wait to see you guys over there